What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Tattoo Talk with Brian Briggs. I know there are other Tattoo Talk podcasts out there, uh, but this one is mine and I appreciate you for tuning in to uh, hear what I have to say uh, every week. It's been pretty cool to be able to meet different people from all over this way and uh, appreciate you just for listening. I know a lot of you are like in your like zero to five years of tattooing and uh, I'm about to hit my ninth so I'm just trying to like um, just uh, spread like the information that I can verbally you know there's a lot of stuff you have to see and uh, as far as technique and stuff but like uh, a lot of I guess what I direct towards is like people that are already like pretty decent tattooers but like maybe just need like a little bit of tips and nudging from like a mentor every now and then so um, I think that's like the people that kind of like get the most for me every week well, it's already like the second week of January now, and uh, I've been doing like a ton of consultations. That's always my biggest focus anyways, is always like trying to do a bunch of consultations because the more consultations you do, the more you can book and the more tattoos you get, the more booked you are, the more you're technically worth and the more you could charge, the less you could do, the more you could focus on tattoos that you really want to do um, or do less stuff and less tattoos and do more paintings and stuff like that too um, which is something that I've been into lately and I noticed like a lot of people start getting more into it like later on in their tattoo career if you're just like uh, always working at street shops and stuff and like you're looking for that like artistic outlet it's a really good way to find that without um, it needing to be something that you have to find a paying client to do on so uh, you can have like total freedom with it too I just really like exploring different art mediums because it's like it's really free you don't have to um, restrict yourself to just what the client wants or what uh, has to be done because I do a lot of cover-ups so sometimes it's just you're doing something that um, has to be done like that's like very limited options or something um, so what I did to start out the, the month this month, personally, was I took like my 10 favorite tattoos from uh, the year. That's how many Instagram will maximum allow you to uh, post in one post. So I took like my favorite 10 that were like all kind of the same style or like theme, you know, they were all like watercolor-ish looking or um, abstract kind of or... Um, cover-ups a lot of stuff like that you know it's all in one like I try to like limit it more and more now so if I'm gonna make a post uh, for if I because I do a lot of black and gray stuff as well like realistic stuff but uh, I'll just make a separate post completely for those ones I've noticed that uh, if you try not to dilute it, your post too much and you make it really particularly for one person that wants one style in each post that you get a lot better of a response so when I took these 10 tattoos for this post, I chose ones that were all like in the same category, like instead of taking like a piece of each kind of different style that I do, which I do like three different styles basically. Um, and you know, I notice like, you know, other people do even less styles. Sometimes they have like one really unique thing that they make 
um, and that's all they do. And, you know, uh, everybody teach their own, though, you know. Some people are happy just doing walk-ins, and then they do um, brand themselves as one style more when they go to conventions, and then some people are the opposite. I was just watching uh, a different podcast, um, the Fireside uh, Tattoo Podcast. If you've never heard of that one, you should check it out, because that guy has a lot of good stuff uh, on there. He's got, like, a really quality podcast, and he... He gets to interview a lot of people at uh, conventions and stuff, and they have some interesting perspectives on um, just everything, you know? And, like, that was one thing that the last episode I watched from him that I thought was really cool. It's, like, he was saying how he goes to conventions and kind of does whatever people request, and um, at home he's more known for kind of, like, uh, one unique, like, niche style. And the other guy that he was interviewing uh, was the opposite. Like, at home he does more, like, walk-ins, and whoever walks in, he tattoos and does whatever they request. And then at the convention, he's doing, like, a more unique, like, his own style kind of stuff. So, um, anyways, I guess all I was getting at there is just, like, everybody has their own way of, like, being happy, you know? Like, you don't have to just, like, subject yourself to this one thing always or whatever, you know, like, you can find an outlet for it all one way or the other, but, um, uh, this is just one, though, I'm just sharing my, like, advertising, like, uh, technique, I guess, or it's not even a technique, it's just this is what I, I'm doing, I'm just sharing it in real time, so I can kind of, like, um, tell you, I guess, what I, uh, what I do by showing you what I do or whatever and I'm not like balling and shit but like at the same time you know like I'm making a decent living and I'm in a private studio by myself and so in the middle of like a kind of isolated area in the middle of Michigan um, I was not born or raised here you know so I just want to like share this kind of story and then like I, I think I have along the way in the podcast and now I'm at the point where I'm trying to share, like, the upkeep on it and just how, like, it's possible to just keep it going and keep the momentum building. So, um, anyways, uh, I take ten, I took my ten tattoos that were all in this one niche style, and I do that because I'm in a custom, like, private studio. I'm not in a walk-in shop where people, uh, just can get anything because uh, I've kind of limited myself over the last few years to just kind of doing these things I'm best at. Uh, so I just market myself as those things too. So when I'm posting it, what I did, I put like a 50 mile radius on this last one and the demographic between like 23 and 45 in age, both male and female. I didn't put any interests um, because like sometimes... Uh, that could be good if you have like a big enough scope like I've advertised in bigger cities and found that putting interest is, is can be a good thing but in this more rural area it's more important to just go like vast people are willing to travel um, a few hours even in this state to get here to tattoo get a good tattoo uh, in the style like from somebody that specializes in it rather than just trying to get it from somebody who's going to attempt it for their first time. You know, watercolor is not, like, easy. Cover-ups aren't easy, and neither is realistic black and gray. Those are all, like, specialized styles that I've chosen to do for a reason because um, I get people that, like, want what I create with that stuff. So, uh, basically, the way I've seen it is putting $100 into this ad, though, 
to find these people for just this. My favorite stuff is just this watercolor stuff, and I use it uh, for cover-ups too, you know, so it's kind of um, two-in-one kind of thing. So I put $100 into this, these 10 pictures in that kind of demographic, like I was saying, 50 miles, and, um, you know, the way I look at it is, like, one, I charge $100 for a deposit, so one person comes in for a deposit, and uh, made my money back on this ad, and, uh, you know, that's already happened, so I've scheduled, like, multiple consultations from this ad already, too, um, it's just about, like, putting, like, putting your personality into it and making it like informative but also passionate you know like you don't want to like just leave it the pictures to tell the story you want to make your words tell the story as well and um, make make it to you know like think about what kind of person you want to get tattooed by and that's what um, kind of person you should you know like strive to be present yourself as that person too you know because not everybody is going to see us that right away but if you are the the uh, one that's narrating your story which you can do now that we have the internet and everything you could be the one that narrates your own story so why not tell your story in the way that it, uh you know it needs to be told for these people to come and uh, trust you you know like and you should be doing the things to build that trust like specializing more in a style so that you can um, you have more evidence of like I'm really good I'm really good at this you know like so um yeah just don't be afraid to like kind of share your personality some people aren't gonna like it and some people aren't gonna like your work even if it's good sometimes like um cover-ups are really hard people are gonna see little mistakes or things that it's a process and sometimes it takes multiple sessions even and people are going to judge it early and if you share it you know or if they, your client shares a picture and you're going to get some negative comments on your work as you're learning certain styles if you're sharing it anything you're sharing you're probably going to get somebody that thinks something negative and there's a chance they're going to say it on your post and you can't let that affect you just as much as you also on the other hand can't let the positive stuff really affect you either because people are going to fill your head with lies to you and try to tell you that you're the best in the world and it's just because they don't have like a huge standard they don't have like uh, any knowledge on how good tattoos can really be so you need to hold yourself to a higher standard and at the same time you not beat yourself up when people really like are hard on you um, there's always another day to learn you know like there's always a, a chance to get better so <clears throat> Um, yeah, so I guess we can go, this is kind of just like my beginning intro segment, and, um, I just kind of like filling you guys in, you know, on these two weeks, and it's, it's been chill, like, I've just been, I've, I had a lot of big projects, and then I had a couple cancellations, people filled them for me, so everything's been going really smooth now, but, um. Yeah, so, um, like I said, I'm just trying to share these kind of, like, little things I do throughout the week that maybe are helping me, or maybe I don't see a lot of people doing, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's an option, just something to think about, um, definitely invest more into your advertising, like, I need to do more even, too, I always am like, dang, I only spent that much, I need to spend more in advertising, because the more I spend in advertising, the more people come in for those little niche things that I like to do. And they're traveling from further, they're hitting me up from further away, so I know they're serious, so they're putting money down, 
Um, those are the kind of clients you want to work with, and you can't really find them um, just through word of mouth always. You know, or if you can, then it's going to take a lot longer because if you're putting some, uh, you know, you're putting a few hundred dollars a month at least into ads, you're going to run into a lot of people that you would have never ever met for sure. I've met a lot of people I would have never run into because of social media. So, um, social media can be bad too. I guess that brings me to the, the next segment of the, the tattoo talk here is, uh, wanted to talk about some of these like scams that have been happening, uh, for conventions lately. And if you haven't heard about it, uh, there's been two that I've heard about recently. Um, one was the Mayan Mayhem Tattoo Convention, which you may have heard of. Uh, this is supposedly in Mexico. The way I heard about it even actually was from the website TattooAwards.com. I've been trying to put my stuff on there, maybe win an award. You guys should try it too if you have tattoos. The, it's like free to enter a bunch of contests and um, you get ranked like among like you know the thousands of tattoo artists in the world that uh, put their work on there and stuff so I don't know how accurate it is or whatever but anyways it's just kind of fun to put your stuff on there and see other people's work too and uh I see I know a lot of uh tattoo can like legit tattoo conventions invite this website to come and do the award ceremonies for uh for their convention so uh, they'll come through and sponsor conventions even and, and rent booths and put artists in them and stuff like this so it's like a legit company you know uh, and they're even like their awards are always sponsored by other like legit companies like um ink and different inks and different supply companies you know so um so it's all like they run together you know but and then uh everything was always kind of like I don't know, I haven't heard about a lot of these scam ones, right? But then something like this happens where it's like, um, I heard, let me just finish the first part. Like, I heard about it on the TattooAwards.com website because they were giving away, like, an all-expense-paid um, vacation and, like, the resort at uh, this main mayhem uh, tattoo convention was in, like, Mexico at an all, all-inclusive resort. And um, uh, I was like, damn, that sounds cool. You know, they give you a booth, and they, they give you a hotel, they pay for your flight and all that shit. Um, I didn't win, obviously. I don't even know who did win, but whoever won didn't get shit anyways because they ended up um, canceling the convention like a few days or a day before the shit actually happened. People were flying in. They were in flight when they heard it was getting canceled. Like, coming from all over the world, Switzerland, crazy shit like that, all the way to Mexico. Uh, people had spent... I've heard of people losing up to $7,000, um, you know, that they were spending to get there and to stay and to have, like, multiple booths and bring other artists and stuff like that. So, I just think that's pretty... That's pretty different, you know what I mean? That was, like, pretty shocking to me to see. It was kind of like fire Festival or something for a tattoo artist. And uh, I don't really know about who was running it or whatever, and I don't know what happened. And who knows what the problem was or if people are getting refunded or whatever, but I'm sure they'll get sued probably if not, you know, uh, or they should, you know, because uh, that's not right to just take take away from tattoo artists like that. A lot of tattoo artists aren't 
like balling where they can just like afford to just like lose three to five k or something on investing into one of these like uh, foreign conventions or whatever so then recently i hear about another one and uh this is more recent in columbus florida i think is the uh, place that they were gonna do this one and i just seen it in tattoo shop talk the uh the group i don't know if you guys are in this facebook group there's a lot of tattoo artists in this group if you're not it's really good actually a group like these sometimes people are kind of mean on there but um you know that's just tattoo artists in general i think so if you can handle that like you can ask anything on there and people are gonna some people are gonna tell you shit that um you don't want to hear and some people are going to be really like uh, helpful and other people are going to be haters but you know it's a good resource sometimes I think for especially um, younger artists but because uh, there's a lot of like older or more like um, experienced artists that are actually sharing knowledge in there a lot and if you go back really far in the group then you're going to find some really really good shit that helped me actually a lot in um, not just um, like marketing and that kind of stuff but actual like technique stuff they talk so it's kind of an interesting group to be in but yeah they were talking in there about this um, uh, Columbus festival and uh, you know like one guy was talking about how he lost like a few thousand dollars or something uh, as like a, a sponsor even so even the sponsors were losing money at this convention and uh yeah, it's just really sad, you know, to see, because I know that it's going to build, like, a distrust amongst the tattoo community for new tattoo conventions, and it's already really hard in the first, like, year to three years to get um, a really good convention going and stuff, you know, like, some places are really lucky. Uh, when I went to the All-American Tattoo Convention in Fayetteville, North Carolina, they're right next to Fort Bragg, and that's, like, Places like that are a dream come true for tattoo conventions. You know, you could bring artists from all over every year and, and fill that place with uh, clients, I think. I think it was pretty. It was a pretty nice convention, in my opinion. And it was only, like, their second or third year doing it. So um, I think location's a big part of it, too, you know. But who knows why these um, people failed? Who knows? But uh, it's it's not looking like people are going to get their money back and stuff so as far as what I've I've heard so far so it, it really hurts the tattoo industry and the, well I hate saying that but like you know just the community in general like us as artists as tattoo artists are like I said are going to be like less trusting of these ones and you know like I, I was hoping you know like we could get more of these kind of conventions going and stuff but it's going to be kind of a stain for a little bit I think if we keep seeing this happening you know like it's going to be harder so I guess just like you really need to be selective when you're picking out conventions that you want to work at um how, how long have they you know been there and like how much um like how much are you at risk to lose basically if they just like just shut it down the night before and and, uh, and it doesn't happen um you could lose thousands sometimes, you know, so, because, yeah, like, so, like, I've done a few conventions, and, like, the more expensive ones, um, they could be quite a bit, you know, it, but, like, if you're going to, like, a, say, like, a, uh, 
villain arts uh, tattoo convention. If you've never heard of those, they they that's like a company that throws like the major conventions in like California and New York and basically everywhere now. They do like a whole circuit all across the world, I think, and. Uh, that's like a, a good one. I've heard of a lot of their booths going for like seven fifty, you know, and you, you get there for three days. So um, the cost of the whole thing can be pretty, like, pretty fair if you go to one like that, I think. And you know that um, villains uh, not going to be like, uh, like dead. Like they do a good amount of advertising and um, it's a legit company and they have good sponsors. They have other big artists coming that have big followings, so they draw in a lot of people that are interested in tattoos, and they can't pay for those kind of guys' prices and stuff like that anyway, so they end up going to other people that have similar styles, you know. Uh, the artists, you can get a booth for 750 for like three days, you had paid maybe 100 a night for Airbnb if you know how to work that, uh, you know. If you rent a car even, it's like another 40 bucks a night. Uh, food, gas, it could run anywhere between like twelve, fifteen hundred bucks, maybe even more, you know. Uh, but uh, the cool thing about doing conventions too is that like, uh, if you're uh, doing tax write-offs, because you should be, because usually tax uh, taxes for tattoo artists, it's like a ten ninety nine. So you're an independent contractor, so that means you can make write-offs, um, like. A small business can and uh, if you're you know like in a private studio like I am or whatever then it's kind of like the same deal you know so it's like uh, something that you could write off at the end of the year as well so it's like a business expense um, considered a business trip you know and uh, yeah that could be a really positive thing you know like going to these conventions but and and I think like it's a fair deal you know but then some people take these chances to go to these more extravagant ones that people are trying to build like these like I'm just like iffy about anything like that now like any kind of like destination like fucking paradise tattoo show or something like um, I gotta see it work a few times I think and even then sometimes like I think may uh, my mayhem or whatever, uh, Mayan Mayhem, <laughs> it's a tongue twister, I think that one, um, actually had happened, like, more than once already, so, it's kind of sketchy sometimes, you know, you never know, someone's just gonna run off with all the money, but, uh, Villain Arts has never done that, and, uh, I know All American Tattoo Expo has never done that, I'm gonna do the Modesto Tattoo Expo in California, um, I know the guy that runs that, they do the Fresno Expo, too, in um, California as well, so they've never done anyone dirty, you know, like, I guess you just gotta, like, pull people's cards, kind of, and, like, check, like, really ask people, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's like, because it could be a bit of an investment, especially for, like, an up-and-comer who's trying to just tr start traveling and do more conventions and stuff, like, it can kind of be a little bit of a roadblock, you know, if you get burnt off like two grand and that was every dollar you had you were just gonna invest into going on this trip or whatever and then you get burned on it so uh just be really careful where you're investing your money and your time and um make sure you're going to the right conventions i heard um you know most of like uh, best conventions that i've heard of are, are like invite only now like uh, space city i've heard is a really good one 
Um, that's down in uh, Alabama, I believe, and uh, that's supposed to be like um, like a really good show where the guy like takes care of people, makes sure that people are coming in and get tattooed and stuff. So, um, but they've been able to like double their size from what I've heard, and like they're gonna bring in twice as many vendors this year. Uh, really cool, you know, to see people that are doing good stuff for the tattoo community and taking care of others. Uh, as far as I've seen, like you know, like uh, it's just good to see them like grow and keep making bigger and bigger shows and stuff like that. So I want to get involved with more people that have a vested interest in in like the artist and uh, and the client, you know, like just making making it a, a pleasant experience for everybody and I've been to some pretty cool shows so far and uh, you know the the one that I did tattoo at that was a villain art show was in New York City and it was like right in Manhattan and there was like a you know they took out uh, they took three stories of the Hilton and it was just like a really badass show a crazy amount of people coming through you know so a lot of opportunities to talk to people, um, conventions, you really have to kind of be that way, I think, you know, you have to, like, have, uh, the ability to talk to people, and, or you have to have a really drawing style, like, a style that really, like, brings people over, and you have to advertise that well with, like, um, pictures and, st like, you know, banners and stuff that show that unique style specifically, and, uh, that's how you're gonna get more, kind of, people at those conventions, if you're not, um, marketing something particular, then they get a little confused sometimes, and, um, a confused client is not usually a client that's gonna buy, so, when you're at conventions, a lot of times they do seminars, and I didn't do any at the first couple I went to, um, but then I, what I did last year is I traveled to Detroit two days in a row, like, I went to Detroit, drove back home, and I live like a couple of hours away, and then I went back the next day for another one, uh, seminar, and then I came back home, and I took the, um, the Brian Sanchez and the Bob Tyrell seminars. And um, those were really influential to me, so I've been doing a lot of them since then, and or I've been trying to do more of them since then, and line them up. Uh, I tried to do a Carl Grace one, but uh, someone's family got sick or something that, that weekend, and he wasn't able to do it, and then um, the next one I was able to make was the last one that I just did with Christine Well. It was like a two-day seminar. I really think that you should do seminars if you can, and if you can afford them or if you can make it to them, you should always try to go to the ones that you want to go to, you know? Don't just go to any of them, but go to the ones that interest you. And, um, you know, like, remember that's, that's also could be a tax write off of it, you know, like you, you always have to think about those kind of things because at the end of the year, I'm not trying to give you like legal advice or whatever, but like, um, you know, like definitely if you're, you're pulling in a, a good income, you should, you know, advi get advised by some kind of tax, um, expert or attorney or something like that. But, uh, I could tell you that's what I do, you know, I write off a lot of those trips and stuff. So, um, definitely it works and it's a cool way to be able to go do that stuff and um, if you have the capital to invest it to know that like in the end it's going to help me on my taxes so I don't have to pay as much at the end of the year anyways you know so you kind of instead of paying it to the state or uh, federal or whatever you're paying 
uh, for a class, you know? Like, I mean, wouldn't you rather pay for a trip and a class than just pay it to um, taxes anyways? So, yeah. That's just what I do, though. It's not, like, legal advice at all. Uh, just a disclaimer. But, um, man, it's been, like, a crazy... I don't know, it's just been crazy thinking about that. I'm like, man, I've been lucky with these conventions so far. And they all used to be legit, so it's kind of, like, different now where there's, like, a lot of scams, a lot of stuff online that you just... People can make stuff look pretty legit, and then it's not, you know? Um, and everybody always acts like they're doing better than they are, so they're fake, you know, sometimes. And they just be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this great show, and it's making so much profit, and we're going to do it forever. And really, they're going under, and they owe money from it, and and their credit's going bad now, and they're screwed unless this next show goes great, and then that one doesn't go great. Everyone's expecting the third one, and it doesn't happen. So, careful who you're working with. Make sure you vet your sources whenever you're going to invest thousands of dollars into a situation like that. You want to make sure you're going to be working with somebody legit. So, um, I still got some time, so I wanted to get into something else. Um, the last time we got into a segment called Inside the Ink, and I just went and like kind of talked about a tattoo that I did recently, and so I figured I'd do that again, and um, uh, we could uh, talk about another cover-up, because the last time... Um, that I talked to you guys, we talked about a cover-up I did that was a scar cover-up, and this time, I'm talking about one that I did a little bit before that that was a different cover-up, and, uh, so she came in, and I believe she had a name first, and then they tried to cover it with, uh, these stars here, so, see if I could get it focused on there. So if you check out my Instagram, if you're just listening on, uh, uh, and they're not watching the video to this, then you'll see a picture with a couple of uh, really f uh, colorful roses and some uh, mandala type of background with uh, uh, some other like filigree type of stuff in there too. And... Uh, really like the idea to cover this one was she she was really open and she showed me a lot of different reference and stuff and I, I knew she just wanted something really colorful and something had to break up that old piece you know as you can see it's quite dark uh, there's a name within uh, the tattoo that they tried to cover before but it didn't cover very well and so it's a cover-up of a cover-up basically and uh, the cover-up is basically within this spot here now. Like in the, there's a dark purple spot in the bottom of the rose. And I broke it up basically with a lot of thick line work and dark shading and texturing. And uh, you know, that's a ba pretty basic technique. Like I went, with this one, I went, I went like with a really old school way of covering something like a rose, you know, it's like basically like the, uh, one of the easiest things people think of whenever they're like, oh, I'm gonna cover this, you know, with a rose, but 
I think that the trick with using a rose is not making it the main attraction of the tattoo. Because it's a cover-up, if you just slap a rose over the top of an old tattoo, um, you're, you're going to see that old tattoo like a lot, you know? But if there's a lot of other stuff going on and a lot of distraction going on, a lot of camouflage going on, basically, created by all this other fucking flow and lines and distraction and stuff, you know? So it's not just the rose. If I would have just done the one rose right over the old dark um, cover-up tattoo, then um, it wouldn't it wouldn't really be as distracting. It wouldn't be as good, right? So... Um, sometimes the trick is elaborating on the piece and a lot of people just want something that's going to go right over it but you know once they see that you've done a lot of different things that uh, involved you know going bigger and getting a little crazier and they're going to appreciate you know like that you know what you're talking about so also a big thing that builds trust with these pieces is designing digitally like a lot of uh, my old stuff uh, that I would try to like show people like oh, this is how we're gonna cover up this tattoo I would be like uh, trying to show them like a line drawing that I have on a piece of um, tracing paper or something like that you know and like show it over their old tattoo this is how it's gonna fit this is how it's gonna work and it's really hard to show somebody that knows nothing about art um, like a piece of paper with lines on it and have them expect it them to like uh, decipher that and be able to say like uh you know uh yeah that's gonna work or not you know they don't know they've never even they they already have a shitty tattoo they're just scared to death of ending up with another shitty tattoo so the best way to show them in my experience has always been to lately since i've had the um the uh capability i've uh, always shown them a digital copy kind of of like how it's going to look so I made this whole design digitally before um, before I even uh, met her for the day colored in and everything um, it was totally rendered but there was a couple things that she did have to trust me on that weren't in the image that I drew like in the top rows it's a little more realistic it's less lines and stuff in it and uh but it's multicolored still so it's a little bit of a tricky thing to even explain or to uh i don't it takes a lot of time to do stuff like that digitally to fully render a drawing so it was kind of a basic version of it and it always kind of is you know but it really shows how that old tattoo is going to fit into the new tattoo and how where it's gonna you know it builds confidence in the client and then that's really good for you too to not have to worry about like is this person like looking down every five seconds sweating me whether or not it's going to cover it up or not um having a really fucking good plan too is number one with these cover-ups like if you don't have a good plan then you're screwed from the get-go and like um you know like that doesn't mean you can't like freehand some something on that's going to look amazing you could do that too that's also a good plan but i'm talking about before you're putting the needle in there um you need to know how it's going to work and the best way I've found so far is through, um, you know, digital media, basically. Like, whether it be Photoshop or Procreate or whatever. Uh, I use Procreate. So, uh, that 
basically I turned that into the line drawing though. I made a few sizes. We tried one on her and it fit like perfect over it where I wanted it to. We put it on there and I just kind of like finished it as I went. And uh, I used all that empty space. That's the thing about cover-ups that I see a lot of people make mistakes on is like around the old tattoo is so much empty space that could be used, you know? So why not? Um, and it doesn't have to be super dark over there either or anything, you know? Like, I'm using, she wanted some mandala stuff and she wanted some of this more, um, I forget what that's called, but it's like a different kind of filigree. Like, uh, you'll probably know what it's called, but it's like a, uh, real feminine looking kind of thing, you know, like a decorative thing. So, um, I put a little bit of that on this side, a little bit of the mandala on the other side. I put the one that uh, couldn't really, like, because it has lighter colors, the top rows, um, and it's, like, more realistic. I didn't want any of the cover-up to be going through that section, so that is a fresh skin area as well. And the cover-up is only in this area where there is the darkest purples, blacks, and, like, the heaviest line work over it. So it really breaks up that old stuff and, and then the, all that other color and, and flow like really makes you look elsewhere. So I think that is like basically like a little rundown of a lot of what I do whenever I'm, I'm getting into a cover-up. Um, similar kind of to the last one I talked about with the huge scar in that, you know, like it's all about planning and um, um, application is kind of, you know, it's obviously very important, but the plan beforehand is equally, if not more, important. So, next time you're doing a, a cover-up, if you're not designing digitally yet, maybe you should invest into some of that equipment and uh, just try it out. You know, it's a little bit of an investment for sure, but it, it saves you so much time um, whenever you're making designs too, or like making stencils even. And... Um, it's just like the future, you know, like if you're not using it, it's really, um, it's really only going to hold you back. So, uh, I mean, it, not to say you should stop drawing or painting or doing any other version of art, but uh, definitely it's another medium and it, it streamlines your patterns. And if, if you made your pattern in another way, you need to resize it real quick. It makes it really easy um, without having to waste a bunch of paper on copies and stuff like that too. So... Yeah, really, um, I think that's all I have to say about that tattoo. Well, let's see how it heals and stuff, and maybe I could get a picture of it then and share it with everybody too. I'm uh, pretty confident with that one. So, um, yeah, I still got a cool little bit of time here. So, um, this is kind of, I wanted to show you guys those batteries that I was talking about last week. I ordered a second one, and I figured since I'm in my tattoo booth here, uh, as you can see, the background is a little bit different this week than normal. Um, if you are not watching and you're just listening, I am unboxing the first one right now is a battery that I got from a tap, uh, what is it, uh, um, I can't remember, the, uh, True Tubes guys, yeah, 
uh, out in Columbus while I was there doing convention. And I got one of these little box things. So this is a little like box shaped battery that sits in the back. I got the FK irons here. Um, basically it's ready to just plug and go. So this one might be dead. It's been sitting there a while. Um, my bad guys. Whoops. Battery viewer. So let me plug this guy in real quick while I pull out the other one. So unprofessional. Ooh. Oh well. Hang in there with me, folks. Okay, plugging in this one real quick. See if it'll charge like quickly for us while I try out this other one and the other uh, battery that I got I uh, got from just like amazon.com and uh, like alright well that one works but works the same as this one man that sucks can't get it to plug into my uh, wall here Oh, there it goes. Cool. Alright, so this is the other one. Um, sorry about the wait, guys. Um, hopefully you just fast-forwarded. And um, your life is grand right now. But, so this one also just plugs right in. And this one is charged. I just checked that it worked. And you just hold the back button like that, and it starts running. And um, it has like different settings right here, and you basically just every time you click one, it has like one solid setting. The one thing that is good about um, the other the other battery is that, and it's unfortunate that I can't show it right now because it's just not charging in this port. Um, but I know it does work because I've actually used this one before. But the thing that's good about it is that it, uh, it will, like, do in-between settings. So you could do, like, by point one, And the other one only has, like, it only goes from, like, 6 to volts, 7 volts, 8 volts, 9 volts, and 11 volts. And this one will go like 7, 7.1, 0.2, like a regular power supply. But the weight is a little bit different. Like in this one, it kind of like, uh, yeah, it's not going to work. It kind of like is a little bit of a hammer, you know, when you hold it on there. This is the one uh, from the True Tubes company. And, um, but it, it works really good. It lasted for like five hours, I think, when I was using it. So... Um, they're both pretty equivalent, I think, but the, the, this one definitely has better settings. If you want to get one that has more controlled settings, you like having a lot of control over that. Or if you use, you know, bolts like 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, or whatever, then uh, maybe you go with the other one, you know, because it's a, a, a little bit, I think it's just a little bit better as far as, like, how it sits on the back there. And this one is the Rocket. A lot of guys are using that one. Um, the rocket is just a cheap one from China that comes and you're able to use it for a real long time. Um, 
there's other ones that are coming out. I haven't tried. Obviously, like, FK Irons is coming out with one, too. I don't know if you've heard about that. But that's going to be, like, a $300 battery. And uh, it, like, sits along the side here. So it looked like it, it had a little bit of a good, like, sit to it, too. But, like, I don't know if it's going to be worth that much of an investment. I do like the company a lot. So I think I might invest into that as well. But it really... Um, sucks that I have to pay that much for a battery that I know is not going to cost them that much but and th that one looked like it was going to have uh, similar settings to the rocket though where it was like pre settings and not like where you can just um, pick like the voltage in between so it's like I don't know it has its every single one of them kind of have their advantage and disadvantage the batteries uh, are kind of something you're gonna have to try maybe a few of them they're only like 30 bucks though if you or for 50 bucks even sometimes you know um you could get two for 100 from a lot of places so it's worth a try just to try different ones out and feel like what you like because instead of just buying like a few of one kind like buy like one of uh, different shapes and sizes because you're gonna try to find the one that that like fits your hand the best because that um, can throw you off a little bit having that little hammer hang off the end of your machine there so um apologize if any of that was like hard to understand for people that are just listening but if you are you can you know go over to youtube and check out the video and you'll see kind of what i'm talking about here just fast forward to this part um all right yeah so that's kind of my update on on the battery situation here if i get any other ones i'll definitely you know like show you guys or whatever but uh i just um got those two for now and i've actually still been rocking the regular cord uh at home so like it's not like something i plan on really using here i probably will do it down the line like um uh, when i travel when i go to conventions it's way easier to travel with just a battery pack like that or a few of them so i'll probably do it that way so, um, I also, last time I did, a, a one of these episodes, I was talking about wanting to get more into yoga, and I have been since then, and I think I've only missed, like, four, four days or so in the last two weeks since I made an episode, so I'm about halfway through my, like, 30-day challenge, I did miss a couple days, but, um, Actually, it gets a little painful if you're doing it every day. So sometimes you gotta just listen to your body and take a break. But I feel like when I started, my shit was like cr cracking and breaking every time I was like moving or something. So um, I definitely wish I would have taken better care of myself, like in the beginning of tattooing. And if you guys are just getting started and stuff, it's a really good time to just take a you know take inventory on yourself every day like take time for mental health and physical health and like meditate if you've never heard of meditation you should really look into it and you should really try it and try it like for like a few weeks straight not like one night and uh same thing with exercise or yoga you know like you need to get your body active because you spend so much of your life sitting in a chair and with a buzzing machine in your hand and um, I think that a, a lot of um, 
tattooers either go one way or the other they end up getting really into um like physical activity type of things or they end up going the total opposite and they go like really fat and really like lazy you know and like uh go down a path that can lead you to just being really sad depressed or um unhealthy and pain and stuff like that so it's all bad you know and you want to take care of yourself and make your career last as long as possible I know my wrist started hurting a couple years ago I switched over machines thinking that would help and even still my wrists were hurting really bad so uh, it's it's something you have to like do all the time too it's like taking a shower you know you have to take care of your physical health so um something that I have in mind for this year and something that I'm gonna really try to like um, capitalize on this feeling of like wanting better for my myself in that way so I hope that you can uh, find some influence in that too and hopefully do the same and uh, we can change the tattoo industry into like a more healthy industry uh, I think it is you know I see a lot of people that are like even like they don't you know eat meat or or they like um are like really i don't know just like into jujitsu and shit like that there's a lot of different little small niche communities in the tattoo industry so uh, there's a lot of people that are in the exercise they're like power lifter tattoo artists and stuff that are taking steroids and stuff too so um you know there's a little bit of everybody but um i think that it's important something that's important that's not said as much to amongst each other is to just like take care of yourself you know i think um yeah that's enough about that though right so i don't uh i don't know what else to say we're about an hour in so i think that's a pretty good episode i hope that you guys find something like you know quality out of this and that uh, you go ahead after this and um, do what we were talking about in the beginning and, you know, make your ad, you know, grab your best tattoos, like, start, like, narrowing your style down a little more, you know, think about um, how you can get more consultations, get booked out a little further, and then you'll be able to up your price based on supply and demand. Um, you don't have to up your prices on your old customers, but, you know, you can up your prices on new customers if you and old ones if you want to, you know, uh, you could get to the point where, um, yeah, everything is just, like, a big snowball, like, it, it just started out as a small snowball, but the momentum just keeps building and building, and, um, that's how you're gonna do it, you know, like, nothing is built overnight that's worth, like, having, so, you're not going to build your empire overnight and you're not going to have one viral video or ad or picture that makes you popular. So you need to be consistent and you need to care about these people that are hitting you up and um, take time to really like individually like um, communicate with them as a person and not just as like a person that has money that wants to possibly spend money. And some people that's all they are and that's all they're going to be and um, but let them dictate that, you know, don't dictate that yourself, and don't assume anything of anybody, sometimes people are ignorant, and they need a question answered, and, uh, you know, like, you answering it in the wrong way could potentially lead you away from a customer that was going to spend thousands of dollars, I've had it happen a lot of times, people come in, and they're, you know, like, treated badly by another 
tattoo artist um, for their idea or whatever. Uh, I didn't like their idea either, but we ended up agreeing on something because of my the way I talked to them. And then I ended up with a client worth thousands of dollars. So uh, that's my take on that for you today. I hope that you can take away from that and that um, you go and make your ad and you find your own people and that you're able to do the same thing because I think there's plenty of room in the industry for everybody and that all of us are definitely like not in a limited um, kind of thing you know like this isn't there's not just like a so much meat on the bone here uh, we're all not fighting over the same meal there's no reason to be greedy or angry or um, to keep anything from anybody so that's why I'm making this podcast and that's why I'm hoping that you find it and that you find it helpful and uh, yeah follow me on Instagram follow me on Facebook um, Instagram it's Ponyboy Tattoos and Iron Tiger Tattoos and then on Facebook you can find my shop Brian Briggs Iron Tiger Tattoos or you can just look me up my name's Brian Andrew Briggs on there um, yeah it might be a little harder to find, but Brian Andrew is my first name. It's like two names put together. Uh, so that's a little bit weird, I guess, but you'll find me if you look for me. If you find the shop, then you'll find me. You could add me personally, too, if you're listening to the podcast, because there's only like a few hundred people anyway. So like I, I don't mind like being personal and like making this connection and uh, being more one-on-one with each of you if you have questions or like you know like if you just want to like maybe talk or whatever about like technique or something like that maybe you have like some kind of input or you're going to be at a convention I'm going to be at like hit me up I think uh, the more that we could make this community like friendly and um, you know all about like uh, total growth like together and uh, making you know the the standards higher and everything, then um, everything's gonna be really good for everybody. So don't have a negative outlook on the industry, and don't try to think that the best time, years are past because the best years are yet to come. Because uh, we're gonna make the tattoo industry better than ever because of all the great influence we have and all of the like starry eyed dreams that we're filled with. So. You guys uh, keep on dreaming and keep on living and keep on loving. Take it easy.